In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes in order to make us like Him and what He is, is pure and good and trustworthy. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, so over the summer, I, I like a lot of people in the midst of you know, sort of the beginning of, of the coronavirus outbreak when we knew that, okay, maybe this is sticking around for a little bit, I, I got into a new podcast like a lot of people did. Uh, and, and this podcast was, was kind of different though. Uh, this podcast was, was an old, old podcast. Uh, in fact, it was a podcast from uh, 1933. Um, uh, before there were ever podcasts, before there were ever uh, any things that were pods. Uh, and uh, it, it, this was actually a uh, podcast that was rebroadcasting old episodes of the Lone Ranger show. Uh, the, the Lone Ranger show that started off in 1933 and since then has gone through all sorts of iterations. Uh, 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 several TV shows, um, uh, uh, books, um, a few comic books, um, uh, some movies, including that horrible Johnny Depp one from uh, 2013 or so. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, we, we, all of those, those stories about the Lone Ranger, it was interesting listening to kind of the, the first real broadcast of, of what that story was supposed to be and, and how it has changed throughout the, the many different years. I remember the first time that I encountered the, the, the Lone Ranger was back in, in, in the movie theater in the 1980s. I, w I was a pretty little kid, but my parents took me to go see the 1980s Lone Ranger movie. And, and from that, I, I started, you know, started thinking about uh, this mythical character who is the Lone Ranger. And if you don't know anything about the Lone Ranger, that's okay. Uh, so, so who the Lone Ranger is, is the, the Lone Ranger is this guy whose name is really John Reed. And John Reed is a Texas Ranger. And uh, John Reed, along with some of his other Texas Ranger friends, were out uh, galloping through the wilderness. And uh, as they were out galloping through the wilderness, they were looking for this bad guy named Butch Cavendish. And, and, uh, and as they were, they were looking for him, the, the Cavanaugh gang, they, they, uh, they, they ambushed him, and they, they thought that they killed everybody. They thought that they killed all of the rangers, all six of them that were riding together. And, uh, and so, sure enough, um, a, a, another figure comes on the scene after the, this sort of grisly ambush happens. And that other character is this Comanche Indian who, whose name is Tonto. And uh, as he, he comes in, he, he notices that, uh, that John Reed is this, this person who uh, saved him at, at some point in his life. Some of the stories say it was when they were kids. Others say it was more recent than that. But at some point, the connection between uh, Tonto and the Lone Ranger is, is that uh, the Lone Ranger has saved Tonto at, at, at some point here. And, and, and so uh, he, he finds him and he kind of nurses him back to health. 
And as he nurses him back to health, they, they come up with this idea that the Lone Ranger is going to go and he's going to avenge the death of the other five rangers that, that were killed in that ambush. And, and they're going to go after Butch's gang. And, and as they go after uh, Butch's gang, they, they kind of realize that there's an element of, you know, sort of fear that they can strike in the heart of these bad guys by being like a little mysterious. And so what happens there is that, uh, that, that the Lone Ranger takes on the persona of what it means to be the Lone Ranger. He, he gets uh, this mask. He gets his silver bullets that um, he, he both uses and, and hands out to people. Uh, and, and so you, you have him uh, develop this sort of mysterious character, uh, this mysterious character that is only mysterious because he's wearing a domino mask, which you would almost think... Uh, pair of dark sunglasses would do maybe even a little bit more for disguising his identity, but somehow it works. Uh, Somehow it works that nobody figures out who this guy is. He's shrouded in mystery. And they kind of wonder who he is. Is he, you know, some uh, vigilante? Is, is, is he some uh, outlaw who, who's after Butch's gang because he's from a rival gang? And, and they, they start to think through, like, all of the different possibilities of who the Lone Ranger could be. But we know one thing about the Lone Ranger from what he wears. We know the one thing about the Lone Ranger from what he wears, and, and it has nothing to do with his mask. It doesn't have anything to do with his, you know, at times, baby blue outfit. But it has to do with his hat. His white hat, which symbolizes for everybody who the Lone Ranger is supposed to be. The, the guy in the white hat is supposed to be the good guy. The guy in the white hat is supposed to be somebody that you can trust. The guy in the white hat is supposed to be somebody who has inherent goodness about him. And that's certainly the case for the Lone Ranger. In fact, the the writers of the Lone Ranger had to go by an 11-point guide about who the Lone Ranger was and what he could and couldn't do while they were writing about uh, his adventures uh, throughout the West. And that guide made sure that the Lone Ranger was never going to be considered somebody who was evil and that the evil people were never going to be considered somebody that was good. And so in this 11-point guide, you have, this, uh, you have rules like uh, the, the Lone Ranger can never be seen in a saloon. Because the Lone Ranger only goes to cafes and restaurants. He doesn't go to places where there is drinking and smoking because he's good. You, you also have other rules that the Lone Ranger can, uh, never shoots to kill. Rather, he shoots in order to disarm people. And, and so the Lone Ranger never kills anybody, at least in the original radio series. He never kills anybody. He always, and he shoots the gun right out of their hand. And, and then with the bad guys, the writers were told, you never make the bad guys look like they are successful or that they are somehow enviable. In fact, the, instead, the bad guys are always supposed to be sort of the scum of the earth kind of character. They, these people that you would never want to be like. And all of that comes from the, this, uh, you know, the, this driving narrative in the Lone Ranger show where the Lone Ranger is supposed to be this ultimate force of good 
unadulterated good. Good with no shadow of sin in it. But yet at the same time, sort of a mysterious good. And in fact, that goodness in itself is somewhat mysterious. Because we kind of recognize that as, as we start getting in, into these, these readings that uh, we read uh, on this Sunday, on, on All Saints Sunday, especially that reading from 1 John 3 there. Uh, that, that reading that seems a, a little bit confusing, maybe at first. Be, because it starts off with John writing to the Christians of his day, the, the sort of uh, latter Christians of, of the, the, the New Testament. And he's writing to these Christians, and he's saying, you know, beloved, the reason that the world doesn't know you is because it didn't know him, meaning Jesus. And that is why the world doesn't know you either. It doesn't know us. And, and at first we kind of go, okay, I get that. John is, is sort of calling back something that he wrote in his gospel. In the beginning of John's gospel, he writes that Jesus comes to the world and he comes to his own and his own does, do, do not recognize him. In fact, uh, you know, when we get to Christmas, we'll read that reading and, and you'll kind of go, oh yeah, I sort of remember that now. And, and, and as you, you hear that, you go, okay, well, so the reason that, that the world doesn't recognize me is that the world didn't, didn't recognize Jesus. And how did the world not recognize Jesus? Well, it didn't recognize him as the son of God, as this perfect who was like the Lone Ranger. He was this mysterious, totally good person. But then we apply that to ourselves like John is inviting us to do. And we go, John, I'm not sure that I want to go there. Because you see, John, I don't know why the world would look at me and say, oh, that person is like Jesus. Because we fail pretty hard at being Jesus. We fail pretty hard at being the Lone Ranger. We probably couldn't live up to the Lone Ranger's expectations of what it means to be a good person, much less God's expectation of what it means to be a good person. And so we start going, well, John, I, I don't get why the world doesn't recognize me because why on earth would I appear to the world as somebody who is like Jesus? Why would I look like somebody who is good? Because I know my sins. I know my addictions. I know the things that I struggle with. I know the things that plague me. I know the things that make me bad. I, think the, I know the things that make me imperfect. I know the things that make me all sorts of not like Jesus. And so we, we start to wonder, okay, well, why? Why do I even get to stand in that place that John is putting me in where I get to say that I'm standing in the person of Christ for the world? Why do I get to do that? Well, John's epistle goes on. John, John says that... that those who 
hope in him, meaning Jesus, but they, they purify themselves as he is pure. And there's something to the language there. So, you know, if you kind of walk that backwards, you start going, okay, Jesus is pure. Jesus is the one wearing the white hat. Jesus is the lone ranger. He's the person who is mysterious good. And yet we are not expected to be kind of in, the, in that same frame. We're expected to do something else. We're expected to be in this category where we simply hope. And we look forward to. And we're trying to figure out one day when we are good. One day where we do get to pick up the white hat. One day where we unhypocritically can take that white hat and we can place it on our heads and we can say, then, that day, I will be able to wear the white hat, unironically, unhypocritically. I will be able to stand in the place of the Lone Ranger. I will be able to stand in the place of Christ because I've hoped in one day. And that hope is realized for us in the future. But John gives us a picture of what that looks like. Because John also writes the book of Revelation. And in that book of Revelation, he has this, this moment where, where we see the people that are coming out of the tribulated times, out of the tribulation, and these people have washed their hats. Uh, okay, well, they wash their robes, but it's like their hats. It's the same idea. They've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. And they have come out sparkling white. And that is how we get to hope. That's what we get to hope for. And we engage that hope every day that we remember that we have a God who gave his only son so that he might die for us. So that we would be forgiven. And on a day like All Saints Day, a day where we remember Christians who have gone before us in the faith. A day when we remember Christians who have gone through their own tribulations, their own lives, their, their own experience of what it is to live in a sinful world with their sins and the sins of other people. And we think about how great it is that they have realized that white hat, that white robe, that white soul that no longer has to be washed, but rather has been washed for the very last time in the blood of the Lamb.
that they have become not the lone rangers, but the multitude of rangers, the multitude of those who are gathered together in God's presence as his people. And we get to hope. We get to hope and even have assurance that because of what Jesus has done for us, one day we join that multitude. One day we join that throng of people that are singing out praises to God because of what he has done for them. May you keep that hope alive in your hearts this week as you go about your vocations. May you keep that hope alive in your heart and may it purify you as he is pure. Amen.